Welcome to the Evangel Palatine Podcast, and thanks for joining us. This is our new series titled, The Constant, Faith Under Pressure. So our focus has been talking about authentic faith. Authentic faith that literally produces right and consistent living. It's about a constant that we all have to have in our lives. Where we literally have a constant faith, a constant lifestyle, and a constant endurance. And obviously in today's world that we're living in right now, we have to endure. And if we're going to endure the way Jesus wants us to and expects us to, we have to be constant. A genuine faith has a constant about it that consists of doing and not just hearing what God says. Last week we talked a little bit about the challenges for our actions. The challenges that says we need to be quick to hear and faithful to do. Yet live unbiased towards one another and have a faith that works. Last week we talked about this important question about, so Abraham was a friend of God. How do we become a friend of God? We talked to that We need to listen and understand, obviously, first to God, but also to one another. And then as we do that, we need to do what God says. So critical to not just be hearers, but doers of what God says. And then we need to not live in a biased way, to live unbiased. And lastly, we find a balance, a balance between our faith and our works that literally It's a good balance as we live a constant, authentic faith in Jesus Christ. But today, we dive into our our third week, and this is diving into chapter 3 of this book called James. From the pastor from Jerusalem, the younger brother of Jesus, he gives us this incredible insight that genuine faith has to display wisdom, not just words. Oh, we're easy saying words, but do we say words with wisdom? So we're going to dive into chapter 3, and this is the first truth, one of two that I'm sharing with you today. The first truth is this, understand the power of the tongue. Ooh, the power of the tongue. It's more powerful than we think. So let's read through the first 12 verses here. Read along with me there at your home while I'm reading here. It says this, Dear brothers and sisters, Not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go in every direction, wherever we want, by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. But a tiny spark, think of that, a tiny little spark can set an entire forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, Scripture says the tongue is a flame of fire. 
It is a whole world of wickedness. That is a powerful statement. It, corrupting yours and mine, our entire bodies. It can set your whole life on fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses. It curses those who've been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Wow, James is very illustrative-driven here in this third chapter of his book. And he's given us three major illustrations to show us the power of the tongue. He uses the large horse is controlled by a small little bit. He uses a huge ship that's controlled by a small little rudder. And he uses a tiny little spark that can literally set an entire forest on fire. You see, the tongue is so small but it can turn a larger-than-life person in a split second into a direction they don't want to go. The tongue can make a person literally do things that will change their life forever. The tongue can set your whole world on fire because the tongue is set on fire by itself, according to verse 6. James describes this tongue in this same verse as a whole world of wickedness. Wow. I remember when uh, I was youth pastor at Evangel Church wanting to try to get this point across to our students, junior high students, high school students from all types of schools here in the suburbs. We came together and for four weeks I, I did what I called the Super Tongue Series. Yeah, it was pretty crazy and back in the day I did some crazy things. And I remember going to a meat market, a particular store, and ordering the largest beef tongue they could find. And this thing was so massive, so huge, and every week I would thaw it out. I'd put it in the freezer after we were finished with it, then I'd bring it out and actually throw it in the microwave. And every week it became more slimy. And it was a great description of just what the tongue really is all about. And we talked each week about how the tongue has the power of life and death. That was the theme of our series. That's what Proverbs 18.21 says. It literally says the tongue has the power of life and death. And we talked about how death comes through the tongue through criticism, through lying, through gossip, through cursing, through profanities, through vulgarities, through judging one another with our words. And then we talked about how the tongue can give life. When we talked about how we can have affirmation for one another. We can find compliments to, to give to one another. We can speak truth instead of lying. We can literally give encouragement and praise and blessings rather than cursings. You know, we need to look at verse 10 
again in this chapter 3. It says blessing and cursings literally come pouring from the same mouth. And he's telling us as a pastor, this should not be. We need to understand the power that's in our words. Do you realize? Lean into this. You've literally given life to people through the things you've said over the course of your years. You've literally spoken life to them and encouraged them and helped them when they needed the the very most. But at the same time, you and I, I'm included in this, you realize we've murdered people with our words before? We've hurt them. We've damaged them. We've sucked life out of them because we've said something that cut deep into their hearts. God help us understand the power of the tongue because we can either give life or we can take life with our words. The second very powerful truth that we want you to grab a hold of today is understand the influence of what true wisdom really is. Wow, James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18 gives us an insight. And obviously, remember, wisdom comes from these lips. It comes from these, these words that we give. Our tongue literally can speak wisdom or we can speak ungodly things to people. Listen to what the Word of God says in verse 13. This is what James says. If you are wise and understand God's ways. Boy, there, there's the key. Understanding God's ways. Say that with me, will you? Understand God's ways. It's so different than my way or your way, our way, but God's way. It says, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Now, here he gives us a warning. But if you are bitter or bitterly jealous, and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. But rather, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. So there's a godly wisdom, and then there's an ungodly wisdom by the words that James says. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and look at this word, look at this descriptive, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every kind of evil. Every evil of every kind. For the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds, and it shows no favoritism, and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. See, true wisdom is associated with one thing. Check it. One thing only, and that's understanding God's way. If you want true wisdom out of your lips, off your tongue, you've got to understand God's way. To show that you have true wisdom, James says, prove it. If you want to really show anyone that there's true wisdom coming from your words, from your tongue, then you need to prove it. You need to back it up. He says this, you basically have to have three things. True wisdom, maybe the proof test is this. Live an honorable life. 
honorable, and then do good works, and do both of those in a humble way. Do it humbly. And so we see that, but at the counter of that, we see an ungodly wisdom, and there's a proof test for that as well in verses 14 through 16. If you have bitter jealousy, if you have selfish ambition, if you're covering up the truth, you're lying, or you're boasting and lying about things, there you have it. There is the true test for what ungodly wisdom, earthly wisdom, uh, uh, literal demonic wisdom is all about. Can I just tell you, it's not wrong to want to excel in this life. For some of you that want to be better for God, I think that's commendable to want to pursue with ambition something better for God. That's awesome. You want to be better as a dad or as a mom, as a spouse. You want to be better as a worker in your workplace, a business owner, a company person. You're trying to be your very best for God. That's commendable. But to just have selfish ambition, listen, it's wrong to excel at the expense of others. To just have stepping stones of people's lives that you step on and you don't mind saying something to get ahead. You don't mind bending the truth a little bit so you get that bonus or you get that, that uh, step up in the company. you got to be careful because that is ungodly wisdom that comes from your mouth. That's things that you're trying to do and listen to things to get ahead. And God's saying, be careful in his word. Be careful. James warns that false or ungodly wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. It's, it's all about disorder and literally every kind of evil, as we mentioned in the scripture. I guess I could give you an illustration of maybe what happened literally just a couple of days ago. This week we had an incredible time with multiple churches of our community. you got to know how it started. One of our very charismatic uh, Catholic fathers called one of our pastors and said, hey, can we, can we talk about what we can do to help our community? And it began a conversation between four of us in our community, pastors, priests that just said, man, we love God, we love Jesus, we love our people, how can we help and bless our community? And out of that was birthed this time of prayer, a prayer gathering, and that's all it was. And we ended up finding a place right here at Evangel Campus here in Hanover Park, and we literally prayed together. People from our, our various congregations just came together as the body of Christ. And you know what was beautiful about it? It wasn't about a person. There was no name dropping. There was no selfish ambition. There was no pride involved. We literally found ourselves as a group of people just centered on the fact that we needed help from God. Things are painful right now in our world and in our culture. And we needed to come together and we needed to seek God. And we needed, needed to say words of wisdom to the people that gathered. We didn't need to say what came from our lips, but from the heart of God. And it was beautiful as no one tried to vie for position. Nobody tried to get ahead in any way. It was simply saying, God, speak to us. Let us hear from you. And as you, some of you might have joined us, you may have seen it on social media. It was a beautiful setting as we gathered right here on our property around the cross. And you know what? The cross makes for very good level ground. 
Nobody higher than anybody else. Just dependent on Jesus as we fell on our knees and sought God together. That's seeking godly wisdom. Words that come from the Lord, not from selfish, ambitious hearts. It's a beautiful example of what we needed for our community. You know what? Godly and pure wisdom produces peace-loving gentleness that yields to one another along with mercy and good deeds and sincerity. You know, as we come to a closing in my message, I just think of what this verse says, and I'm thinking, wow, could our world use this right now? Man, could we ever have a, a big dose of godly wisdom for our leaders, for the world of politics? What would happen to our world if everybody in the political world would depend on godly wisdom rather than ungodly wisdom? What would happen to our communities, our cities? What would happen to the whole conversation of ethnicity? And who's important and who matters? Could you imagine if godly wisdom was imparted to all of us and our words reflected that godly wisdom, how that would change our culture and our world? You know what? It would transform more than just politics. It would transform more than just a few people. It would transform marriages. It would transform husbands and wives. It would transform homes, kids, and relationships with their family. It would transform the workplace, the marketplace. You know what? Chicagoland would be changed by godly wisdom. Would to God that would happen right here and all over Chicago and also all across Illinois and across our country and all over our world, that godly wisdom would be used. Could we understand the power of the, stung, the tongue and could we understand, could we understand what it means to have godly wisdom spoken to us from God as we understand his ways and then as we let that flow out of us through our words and our ways? God help us. God help me. Transform me. Start with me. Search me, O oh God. Examine my heart. See if there's anything ungodly in me. And Lord, bring my heart right to you. When that happens, you know what? This tongue will give life. And my words will be godly wisdom rather than ungodly wisdom. I don't know about you, but that's what I want from my life. That's what I want from those people that I love so dearly. That's what I want from the people that I have the privilege to influence. I want that for you. I want to pray today that God would give us right words of true and pure wisdom that would come from the heart of God. Would you join me in prayer today? Let's pray. First of all, God, I just pray for forgiveness. I pray, Lord, a repentive spirit would come over my heart and over everyone under the sound of my voice that, God, we would literally have a, a, a spirit that would fall on our knees before God to say, Lord, please forgive me of things I've said that have brought death, death to people, death to dreams, death to situations, and God, I pray you would wash me and cleanse me of that sin. God, I pray from this point on, I would learn to walk in the godly ways of the Lord in a constant way that true and pure wisdom would not only 
saturate my heart, but it would also consume my words as I speak. Let it be life to others that's really founded on the godliness that we find in the life of Jesus and the power of the truth of your word, the Bible. Lord, let me live it. Let me talk it. I pray, God, I would be pure in my wisdom and pure in my words and let it bring life. Lord, I pray for somebody here today that needs to know Jesus if they've never accepted Christ. Lord, I pray today that they would simply say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin and to come into my life. I believe you are the Son of God. You rose from the dead after you died on the cross for my sins. And I know, I confess it today, that you're my Lord, my Savior, and I want you to lead my life until you bring me home to heaven with you someday. So Lord, I ask, I believe, I confess you as my Savior today. Help me from this day forward to honor you with a true, constant life, with pure words, with true wisdom that gives life to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. May the Lord give you a great week as you honor him. Thanks for tuning in, friends. And be sure to follow our social media pages on Facebook at facebook.com slash evangelpalatine or at Instagram at instagram.com slash evangelpalatine. Until next time, friends, take care and God bless.